0: Welcome to another edition of Theories and Darts Podcast with your hostess Anya and Fancy. Every time I click over on my phone, it brings up the little thing for the messenger, you know, since I got two accounts. Oh. Uh-huh. And it be delaying me. Mine, uh, okay, it just popped up because
1: I have been waiting on it to um to announce mm-hmm. it.
0: How about we just take a moment just to do that sometime? Shoot. Sure. <laughs> All right. So um, I guess I'll leave with this. So um last week we talked about grief. Last week we talked about grief. What's such a timely um discussion? Um, well, I'll start with what I did this weekend. Um, Friday, I didn't do anything, I just wanted to just chill. Um, Saturday, I went to hi, Enrico. Okay. Saturday, I did something. Oh, Saturday, oh, I covered the embrace the um the you your you embrace your you fashion show by rashida here in dallas um i'm gonna do the write-up try to do it this week um that was really good i enjoyed myself um i may have met somebody who can do um a-list shout out to a-list um dallas he did the recording and stuff and he did my um My intro, outro, he did everything for me. He was just like, just shout me out or whatever. I was like, bitch. I was like, we need to work together. I mean, because if he got a camera, he got the camera, the mic, everything. Whenever I do fashion shows and stuff here and and different events here, that's going to be my go-to. So him and I are going to connect. So I did that. Then I went to a Christmas party on Saturday night, a Christmas party. One of my girlfriends, Dominique, um, I met her through a friend. So we went there. It was so bomb. She always have the best Christmas parties. I really, really, really always enjoy. Like, I bought um, one of my girlfriends coffee with me. And I told her, I said, when you come in, it's just going to be like family. She was like, okay. Girl, she walked in. She was like, you wasn't lying. I was like, yeah, right. Because they literally was like, oh, hey, girl. Hug. All right. And you just walk off. And hey, you know me. Hey, y'all. How y'all doing? Da da, da, da. um. So Sunday morning, we got a, so Sunday, well, I knew my father was taking a turn for the worst because he had pneumonia last week and I had talked to the doctor and the doctor said that, um, I guess it's the transfer one, right? And that's what we, we, we are authentic here. Um, so the doctor had told me that he wasn't, um, he was aspirating. Had to look it up because apparently everybody knows what it is but me. So aspirating is when just saliva and everything that you drink or eat or whatever is not going down the right tube, the right hole. Mm-hmm. And so that's why he had pneumonia because the stuff was going down the wrong, the wrong hole. And um, he had an infection on his foot. The infection on his foot wasn't so bad. As the aspirating, that's what was causing the bacteria. So the um, the doctor early in the week, well, he went to the hospital on Tuesday and the doctor was just like, you know, Wednesday, he was like, we're going to um, talk about this, you know, we're going to hit him with some antibiotics. And then he was like, maybe we'll do a trach. And I was like, no, I have a DNR. I signed a DNR and this is so, it was so hard to do. I cried, like cried so hard when I did this DNR because it was a situation of like, if y'all know what a DNR is like, it's, you know, you can say, yeah, I want DNR. Yeah, I want DNR. Hi, Luke. And, um, you can say that, but to really enforce it. And I told him, I was like, yes, we're gonna do a DNR. So the so the doctor was like, so no need for a trach. Because even if if we had to do a um a breathing machine for him, the trach, you know, it wouldn't make no sense. So I was like, okay, cool. He was on oxygen. So I asked the doctor then, I said, how long do I have before you tell me if he's going to go to hospice? Because he was like, yeah, I need to start talking about hospice, how that's going to look, him going home and different things." And I was like, we've, you know, we got the DNR, he's going to go to hospice. So we were talking about hospice and everything. We talked, my aunt stayed up there to talk to the doctor on Friday, I think that was. And the doctor was like, no, it was Saturday. The doctor was like, we're going to have a meeting on Sunday. At 10 o'clock. Well, I got a call Sunday morning. um, About 7 or 8 o'clock. From my older brother. And I thought he was just calling because, you know, we've been discussing everything. So he called me and told me that my father's organs had begun to fail. And that the family was meeting at the hospital right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. So... He said that they were going to meet at the hospital. So I said, okay. Um, while the doctor was talking, the doctor discussed, you know, maybe having a surgeon come in to cut off his foot, clean out the infection, whatever. Um, or do we want to just take everything off of him and allow nature to take its course? Um, his best friend was in the room. He was just like, hey, Aaron." Hey, Aaron his um, best friend was just like, well, I'm not, I'm not, um, family, but you know, Melvin is not a quitter. He's not this, that, and the third. And I was just like, you know, in my mind, I was like, nobody ain't quitting for him. We're not quitting on him. And I actually said that I was like, nobody's quitting on him. Nobody's quitting on him. Nobody's giving up. The fact of the matter is he's aspirate. Um, he has, you know, the aspirations happening and that in itself is not good, you know, even if it was a cut off his foot, it wasn't gonna help the situation or what have you. So, we um, I piped up, I said that. So, then me, um, only one of my siblings wasn't involved in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Me, my older brother, my younger brother, and my little sister, the older little sister, we came on the call with my stepmom, his fiance, and we made a decision to take everything off of my father on Sunday. And the only thing that was left was oxygen and morphine. That was Sunday morning. I was like, I'm not sitting in this house. So one of my classmates, Pastor William Little, he actually had um, a birthday service on Sunday. So I met Aaron. Me and Aaron went. Um, as y'all know, me and Aaron went to high school together. So me and Aaron went and it was a such a great service. And I was like, you know what, God, God, I'm celebrating life as one life is leaving. Because I just felt like my daddy wasn't gonna stay that long. And these are these are hard decisions, y'all. These are it's so hard. It's hard to make and talk to your family, ask them what they want. You know what I'm saying? And imagine yourself in that situation. Like my dad had stopped responding. He, you know, whenever they put their finger in his face, you know, to try to get him to um, move his eyes or whatever,
2: mm-hmm.
0: he wasn't doing that or anything. So he was just he was just there, at like like a pain like a pain in something just just to be laying there. And I didn't want that for him. So I got a call. I, I couldn't really sleep Sunday night. I was kind of off and on and for some reason I kept looking at the time. So I looked at the time the time said 4:40. I got a phone call at 4:45 telling me that my father had expired and um he went peacefully. He was at peace, he was comfortable. And um so my stepmom told me he he actually passed at 355, but the doctor had to come in and pronounce him dead. They called her after he took his last breath. So, I am, so I say that the grieving conversation was so timely because <laughs> Fancy's like, wait y'all, this here." Fancy's like, I'm not going to ask you how you doing. But y'all people ask you how you doing all the time. And it's really because, girl, and I had this like I wanted it. Um thank you delicia the Sean. I'm sorry, I didn't say your name wrong um we talk about it, but when it happens and it had been three years, so my dad had been really suffering for three years in twenty nineteen he had a fall um he had Parkinson's, and he had a fall and he so he had a brain injury, Parkinson's and dementia so I didn't want to be selfish because my dad had really, his quality of life had been gone. So I just, you know, I went in November to see him, really enjoyed my time with him. I got to take care of him. And then I was like, it's an honor to take care of him instead of like a burden or whatever, because it's a lot. It's a lot dealing with somebody who cannot do nothing for themselves. Only thing they could do is just sit there. And he barely, he was verbal. You know, he was a little verbal. My father had stopped being verbal. After his accident in 2019. So that's what happened. So Monday, um, I took time. Crazy thing. Funny thing is, I was already on vacation from my main job this week. (laughs) So, and I'm taking bereavement next week. The services is Tuesday at 11 a.m. If anybody wants to come. I know you don't really do services. I I wasn't expecting it.
1: (laughs) But it's going to be in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. right?
0: I know. I mean, because I understand people don't do that well. And I'm good, you know, I'm okay with that. It you know, um, I appreciate the outpour of love and support. People I, somebody texts me from a California number. I don't even know who that was, but I just was like, Thank you, amen, thank you. They sent me a prayer, you know, and so many people. Um, and then today I announced that I am a co-author in the book. So even during my grieving season, I'm still God is still showing Himself. Right. You know He's still showing Himself. He's still showing Himself mighty. And you know today I didn't cry. I I typed up the obituary without crying, but I'm just grateful today. You know I'm grateful. I'm grateful for a life well lived. You know typing up all his stuff. Um, I'm grateful for the man he was to me, the father he was to me. I think I was the closest one to him, like closest as in that relationship. Um, And yeah, so I did want to share with y'all because I'm always talking about my father. I know we used to, we were talking about, we didn't did a lot of things in regards to my father, like, you know, the nursing assistant, we had her on the first season and, you know, we talked about different things. So oh, um, one day, Either on here or on deep dive, I want to talk about getting prepared because that's so important. Yeah. A lot, of, even now at our age, we need to be getting prepared. We need a stay. We need all these different things. Even if you feel like you don't have much, you should be prepared and have those conversations. Talk to people because my stepmother is the one who told me my daddy didn't want to be on life support because me, and my father had never had that conversation, and he said it was doing a doing just watching TV. My daddy said it they was watching TV and somebody was on life support or something and he was like, um, yeah, <laughs> you know, the people I, he don't want to be on it. So.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's a lot. I, I commend you for how you've been going so far. I, you know, I say this all the time. I can't imagine cause I really honestly can't, I haven't had to deal with anyone passing close to me. Um, really ever so it's I don't know like I watch stuff on TV and just be kind of like freaking out because I started thinking about death I don't it's just something it's a hard subject for me but even as I've watched you go through things and as you were making preparations you know each time I was just like Lord I don't know how she's doing it but um, I do think you know and you've said it before but I do know that it is important to be prepared and it's, it's good that you all were able to honor his wishes and that you were as informed you know um, I'm just I'm so not ready for this
0: It's tough because I was the power of attorney So at the end of the day, it was really my decision But I would never make any decisions without my siblings I wouldn't do that Even now, my brother made the cover. He was like, well, daddy left you Left you over charge for a reason He knew you could do it And I'm like, sit down I ain't in charge <laughs> You know, my <laughs> older brother just messing with me But, um, yeah Um, Deshawn says uh, I was going to destroy her. Oh, I got it. <laughs> say, um, that's a great topic. My mom brought us all burial books to prepare for that time. It is a great topic, and we will definitely be addressing it because as you guys know, we talk about topics that other people may not be talking about, or we talk about it, especially from a black perspective. Um, Aaron says, such a timely guest and kind of wrote on grief the other week. And to be off this week is a blessing. Yes, it is, Erin. Um, I just literally took a random week off. From work, <laughs> like I said, that's that's exactly how I said. I said, "Oh, I got a random week in December off." I literally was saying that. I was like, "I didn't know," because I, I didn't care about taking it off during around Christmas or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because my boss used to let me um, go to New Orleans and work from New Orleans for to take care of my dad, so I didn't have to take off because I can work from there. That makes sense. Yeah all guy yes Aaron. all guy so um real quick our um topics of the night congratulations to um on a more a beat top um thing i'm good y'all y'all just continue praying for me praying for your girl because i think that's what's keeping me sane oh and i went and got my mammogram today save y'all tits <laughs> it's my second one um okay so Meg The Stallion graduated college. Um, this guy posted the other day, and I know I guess probably be about to pop up or something. Um, this girl, this guy posted the other day on Facebook that Meg The Stallion was handpicked to destroy young girls' minds. And I said, Which part when she graduated high school, when she graduated college? And somebody was like, Well, she ain't graduated yet. I said, She graduated Saturday. It was last week. I was like, was well, she graduating Saturday? So which part was was to destroy young ladies' lives? I'm I'm trying to figure out. So, but congratulations to her on graduating and also um she got the 18th Congressional District. Um, what was it, Randy? Um, she was awarded the humanitarian award for the 18th
1: Congressional District.
0: Right. So although she be twerking and we all like a good twerk, sis be giving back to. Them. So where his where his humanitarian ward at? I, I'm just asking. Um, and more <laughs> and more Meg news. Sorry, Lane's court date. Um, court thing. Y'all know what I'm trying he to say. Is, I guess. He yeah, is. that started yesterday. That's still a kind of weird situation. Who knows what happened? Somebody was like, "If you get shot in your foot, how you still gonna be dancing?" I don't know. Things heal. Well, she was
1: out for a little while. Anyway, though, it must have not been too major, but um, it was. Uh, I, I'm still trying to understand what exactly they're saying because, uh, the fact that they mentioned the friend in the car, and then it just it sent like whoever was reporting on Twitter, which um, tour was like they need to find somebody else because I guess he feels like they're giving one side of the story. But um, they mentioned that the friend was like saying that Meg had, like, they made the discovery that Meg and Tori was messing around or something while in the car before this happened, and that the friend was like, Meg tried to backdoor her, but I don't understand what that has to do with anything, and then I don't understand what him saying um, that he was trying to protect his girl, so I'm still trying to figure out, so which one on am supposed to have been his girl, Meg, or the, I think her name is Kelsey Nicole or something, so it is really weird. It's like, even though people reporting on it, it's still nothing clear cut that really says anything.
0: Child, I'm not even. I hate to say it. I don't even care about that trial. Oh, uh, I just. I um,
1: know. I don't know. It just. It really turned me against Tori, but all the same, I think it still is something worth paying attention to, just to see how it plays out. But yeah,
0: I mean, I'm sure we'll we'll talk about it. Sweetie is now a professor at um, the University of South California. Southern Southern California. What's she teaching, Fancy?
1: Um, She's supposed to be teaching. I think branding and communications. She's a communications major. I don't know how long the course is going to be. I don't know if it's like she's going to be there a whole semester or something. But she will be teaching something there.
0: I think that's dope. I like how her, Meg, all these girls out here making boss moves. You know, they're educated and they're making boss moves. I think yeah. that's good. hi, Lily Burke. I'm not sure what you said. Would you say FYI? I don't know. Uh, so. but,
1: um, did you want to do the last story? Or we could go ahead and go on to our sponsor because I guess this here, yeah. Okay, so let's go on to our sponsor and it will be right
2: back.
0: Jador. Jador. Jador Awareness Apparel is an apparel line named after my youngest son, Lyric Jador. This apparel line brings awareness to cerebral palsy, epilepsy, autism, and soon adding breast cancer, sickle cell, and Down syndrome through fashion. We are able to connect with those who are not knowledgeable about these particular diagnoses. Shop Jador Awareness Apparel. and purchase your awareness apparel to help us spread inclusion, love, knowledge of a beautiful yet often forgotten about community. Shador. Hi, um, tell me how to say say your name Shakia Shakia, girl, because I've been injected up That's what I was thinking, I was thinking Shakia Shakia. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Theories and Thoughts Podcast,
2: Shakia Thank you so much for joining us Thank you so much for having me It's my honor to be here with you guys this evening
0: our hair is almost like we, we got the charm. I,
2: I know. I was like, "This is good winter hair." When I saw it, I was like, "Oh yeah, great minds, great
0: minds." <laughs> yeah, girl,
1: look. Why we
2: to be like you, fancy. We try to be like you. I know. <laughs> you know I didn't even
1: comb my hair <laughs> this evening. I just threw. I just went, came with it. I'm like, it's been a long
0: week, day, something. So, look, you see me messing with it while we while we talking. I'm like, uh, I'm <laughs> I don't know what it's doing. Anyway, today, you guys. We got a hot button topic. Student law debt.
2: Yes,
0: y'all. Student law debt eliminated. M- Please tell everybody who you are and why we need to listen to you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you, know be. you know how people say... You know how people say... I will, I'll, I'll, let's break it down. But first things first, because I, w- I was on a little bit before, so I got to hear the hot topic. And um, I do want to say... I'm, I'm with you, Fancy, or, or to who, I, I have no, I feel like I have, I've I've said all I had to say about this and let it go to trial or let whatever's going to happen with okay. this Tory thing. But I do want to shout out to all the grads who are graduating right around now, who did it, who's walking that stage. Like we see you, shout out to Meg. Like she definitely, of all the people who could have opted out, <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna say, you know, and, and many a yeah. moon ago, and she said, sent on across that stage. So, um, you know, for anybody who's thinking about going back, if they didn't finish, for anybody who's thinking about going, if you haven't started, and for anybody who's not finished but on the way there, like, congratulations, good luck! Forward is the motion, love is the light because <laughs> it's hard, it is hard, it is hard, and so, like, you know. Uh, I'm old enough to like be past it, but young enough to remember the excruciating uh, midterms and final exams. So um, I just wanted to like give give positive energy to anybody in that experience right now. Um, okay, so now let's talk about student loan debt for those who have been. <laughs> those who have been in um college or tech school or community college or or who has pursued a private school who have pursued higher education in any way right now um the U.S. federal loan debt uh coffer is sitting at 1.7 trillion dollars that's what a t y'all 1.7 trillion dollars okay and that's realistically because Americans cannot afford to pay back their student loans. the The average price of college has gone up by five hundred percent over the past fifty years. So when when our grandmothers and our you know our any any relative elder in our family talked about going to college and really being able to afford it, they could. Like college was something that even for for folks who folks who came from, poor, from poorer or meager means could on a living wage or a combined families resources wage get a student through college. And realistically, 50 years ago, most people were paying for the majority of college out of pocket with a substantial um, less amount of loan coverage. It is in the last 50 years that we've seen an imbalance. So people are paying less out of pocket, taking out more loans. At the same time, the cost of college is just increasing, 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 increasing to astronomical rates. So here we get to $1.7 trillion in debt. We were already as a country, as a combined um, um, borrowers, we're already defaulting year by year. But then at the start of the pandemic last year in 20. 20 under Trump, President Trump, when the moratorium hit and all loan repayments were frozen as well as all interest was frozen. So all of my sisters and brothers who understand forbearance, which means you you may not have to pay monthly, but they still charging you interest. All of that was suspended early 2020. And so realistically, however the pandemic hits you, However, the pandemic hit you because we know it hit people in several different ways. If you were a student loan debt, uh, if, you, if, you, if you are a student loan borrower and held that debt, it was part of a relief aid. It was something that we really haven't had to worry about in the last 18 months or so. And so I mean, I can go on and on about the intersections of poverty of black women, as being the highest or the ba- highest educated in this country, holding the most degrees, also holding the most debt, et cetera, et cetera. But, but the biggest thing I want people to take away, um, because, I mean, honestly, if you if you type in student loan debt, <laughs> the research will come to you in the Google. So I don't want to spend too much time on, like, doing background information. I, I, But people, the red flash and light is the moratorium ends January 23rd. So any and all of us who, have, who owe anything in federal student loan um, debt, we have to start repaying as of February 1st. I don't know about you, but I already got the letter. They already, they already told me. <laughs> Get ready, because it's coming. And the reality is that our country is nowhere near recovered from where it was at a pre-pandemic state. And at a pre-pandemic state, we were defaulting every year. So- how do we fix this? How do we fix this? Right. <laughs> well, Everybody, like, I, it. I got it. I'm going to take you through the whole roller coaster. <laughs> but how do we fix this? And the way that we could fix this is actually like, it's super simple. Like, we voted it into office last November with Joseph R. Biden. And the reality is the same oh, way yeah. that it went across President Trump's desk to create an executive order to stop uh, loan repayments and um, interest rates for all borrowers, all eligible borrowers in the US, the same executive order can be written by the Biden administration to immediately eliminate a minimum of $50,000 of student debt for every borrower. Now, no, that doesn't eliminate student debt, but it does bring our debt to what economists have believed is a manageable number and a saturation number for repayment. So what this means, if you owe less than $50,000, your, your slate is clean. And if you owe more than $50,000, then there's still a repayment process that has to be made. <laughs> But we know, we just know the average debt borrower, particularly black woman debt borrower, uh, currently owes $34,000 worth of debt. So simply by doing this one act, President Biden can lift millions of Americans, particularly black women who are most impacted by this, out of poverty. Can literally set them on... like. Cause you gotta think about it, even if you got a job, right? Like we know, we know, cause we out in the world. Even if you got a job and you got rent, the car, food, fun, your Uber, (laughs) your Uber Eats money. Realistically, right? Your Hulu or Netflix or whichever one you pay for out the bundle. Cause we know, we know, we know the password assurance. (laughs) (laughs) We know the trust bonds. And boom, 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 boom. And you hit with a monthly payment. Like there are people who are living in the red, like who are working to live in the red every, every month and they can't get on their feet. They can't, you can't make it work. There's no financial literacy. There's no budget workbook. That's just gonna make more money in your budget. And realistically, we know rent money goes back into the economy. Food, you go to your grocery store, it goes back into economy, you pay gas, you pay, you, you, go, you pay for your car, your transportation, et cetera, your metro car, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, All of it is going back into the economy. Literally, when we pay our, our monthly payment, and I mean, this is for people even paying a little bit more than the minimum. We're still only paying off the capital interest of what the debt is against what, like the 1.7 trillion that the nation borrowed. Like we're not actually chipping away at it, even when we try our very best so i think particularly as black women being the, the demographic that took biden over um the victory line across this country we have to hold him accountable and say pay what you owe and realistically a way for you to universal relief right this is not republican this isn't democrat this is whether you voted this is whether you could vote this this is not universal debt relief for every eligible borrower would bring millions of people out of poverty, and I realized I just did all of that, and people were watching me, and I didn't even introduce <laughs> 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 oh myself. I my was God, to no, say, goodness. so I'm gonna do that too. But I, I had to take you through it because realistically, it, the power is ours. And so, um, in this moment, if you're watching, you're like, "What can I do?" Like, you can sign the petition. You can call your local senator or congressman. We will give you the resources for all of it and say, we demand that this executive order get signed. We demand this, exec- as an American citizen who suffers from issues with student loan debt or a family member or someone in my community, we demand that this executive order get signed. And I do not need it to pass Congress. I do not need the Senate to review this. Because
0: this- they ain't going to pass.
2: Because they ain't going to pass. <laughs> But the president of the United States, who on national television said he would cancel a minimum of $10,000. And that was, be- that was pre-pandemic. That was before this compounded, compounded, compounded stress that we're genuinely living in happened. But we know, we know just like something that literally raises the middle class. All this stuff, they're talking about housing and all these things that we want to buy. Black women particularly are locked out of markets because of the student loan debt we have, because it's sitting, you could do, you have great credit. You can pay all your bills on time, but you're sitting with that negative debt on your credit, on your credit score.
0: So here, um, introduce yourself real quick and then I got a question.
2: Okay. So my name is Shakia Cherry Donaldson. I'm a founder and executive director of 1,000 Women Strong. We're a national constituency of Black women committed to creating the beloved community through community organizing and political engagement. Um, I'm 34 years old. And I like like to say it out loud because people think you got to be old to do this shit. And I'm 34 years old. I'm 34 years old. I started this organization. Um, It officially launched uh, September of 2020 because... By, by trade, by my career background is organizing, community organizing and civic and political engagement. And I've been in this space for now 15 years. Like this is my job and there is no place for Black women. There's phenomenal Black women doing phenomenal work everywhere. But when I look at organizations or institutions um, that serve us right now and that I think reflect our, uh, evolving and um, newfound values and ethos. There's no one trying to bridge the connection. I think across generations, so that we're learning from our from our elders, and um, and then speaking to our young.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: um, I built it, and I'm grateful that uh, when I called, the people came. And so for the last year, we've been running this this amazing program the student loan debt campaign where we've touched over 50,000 people across all 50 states um, black women have come out in droves we've held 56 events in 14 states like on the ground handing out t-shirts talking to people about their student loan debt stories we collected over a hundred stories from black women who wanted to tell you know I'm the face of student loan debt I'm a nerd right like just it was crazy I was like so you are a frontline worker who, Got us through this, and you can't pay your bills because it's too long. And it's like, yeah, yeah, that's my reality. Teachers, educators, right? I gotta get another degree. I gotta get another degree. Now I'm four hundred thousand dollars in debt. I'll probably die with this. Like, there were there were just heartbreaking stories of like hardworking folks from everything from Gen Zers um, all the way to baby boomers that are that are holding debt for their kids. Right, that that took out that parent plus loan to make sure their kids could get through, but they still paying it off. So, um, super important work, and um, I just thank you guys again for the opportunity to talk about it.
0: Um, one day, fancy was so. Fancy. so here's what we do <laughs> when we find somebody or organization that we like, we like immediately hit the other one up and like, we gotta get them on this, <laughs> them. and um fancy hit me up and was like we gotta talk to them we gotta can we get them on in december i was like yeah we can you know yeah i haven't got the guests together so fancy told me all about you guys and i was interested and i was like okay i love that me and her work in tangent like that because you know like oh i like this person get them on. okay let's get them on the show and different things so that's such an amazing thing to have a partner that you know we do that um, so Fancy, did you have something or I could just go into? Well, I, i actually,
1: um, I want to make certain cause I didn't think about this ahead of time. So that's what I've been doing. I've been trying to find a petition, but, um, I was looking on the website for it. Is I'll it... send it to you right now. Okay. Cause I want to make certain that we drop it in the, um, definitely. The
0: yes, definitely. So my question is, my first question is what about the heat? Okay, so to my understanding, and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong or give me more education on it, um, they did eliminate some people. That I know, disability people and something else. Yeah. What do you say to the people who say, "Well, some people did get, um, did get relief"? What do you say? If I'm. This is just me asking. Just yeah.
2: No. And. Great, I think it's great. I think folks with disability and folks who are currently receiving social sSI so essentially oh. literally think about how insane that is you have you are now eligible for sSI for whatever reason you became eligible for sSI. They send you a check and then you got to send the government back a huge budget, so yeah, they canceled that for them, and it's that was very smart <laughs> And so I think that you know the the ways that um. Secretary Gardona, our, our U.S. Secretary of Education and President Biden have um, began, begun to address some of the disparities and some of the issues in the student loan debt um, conundrum, right? The fact that they, they openly acknowledged, even though, I mean, I can, I can name people that have known it for years, but they openly acknowledged that the 10-year income-driven repayment program literally wasn't working and that people thought they were, you know, staying in jobs, you know, stay in the 10 years to get to get their debt wiped out only to come at the end and be like, Oh, you aren't eligible because these months don't count, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, there have been, yeah, yeah there have been some efforts in the last year, which are, were, are all needed. I think, you know, like in evaluation mm-hmm. of this crisis, there have been some efforts to try to, um, fill some holes, right? But we're filling holes in a sinking ship. So, you know, 30,000 people were taken <laughs> um, off with between the SSI and the disability uh, recipients. They cleared 30,000 people's debt. But what was how much was that of the number like you know like i didn't see the number move from 1.7 ain't nobody ain't nobody down like okay we all be down at 1.5 now we got that like like, if you do it to scale if you do it to scale and did it for everybody like i'm suggesting this fifty thousand dollars, like we wipe away a substantial amount of debt on the books again which i think if you're if you're purely talking from a capitalist like heartless place right if i'm not even talking about the ethics and the values and people like we're just talking about a you know you if, if somebody owe you twenty dollars you rather get the 10 back than nothing
0: this is true so what do you say? Because I've been saying people, oh, well, if they going to wipe out 50000 what about the people that's already paid off their student loans?
2: So. I literally seen <laughs> it. This, oh, right. It's this thing about fair, right? Like, well, I did it. So you should have to do it because, you know, I struggled and did it. and. I think if we were operating off of a merit basis, like if I felt like if everything else was a meritocracy, if everything else like worked that way, like job opportunities and housing opportunities and like healthcare, if everything else was equal, then yeah, everybody paid off what you owe, but we know it's not. That's like, you know what I'm saying? And so if you had mm-hmm. an opportunity and you were gifted and blessed and, and saved and did, and did the things that, um that, required you to pay off your debt that is a success i see it on my facebook all the time i'm heartening it you know what i mean like because people celebrate that shit like it's real it's a celebration i am I love it. It. you get what i'm saying so like I, I i uplift you i affirm you you know but again when you clear your from whatever you owe for whatever amount you owe <laughs> When we clear your book, when we clear your name, how much we took off?
0: <laughs> we move from 1.7, I'm
2: at right. <laughs> 1.5. Right. And, and it just like, clear good. the debt, sis. Like you just
0: <laughs> I've been seeing people put that and I'm just like, yeah, I don't get it. You, you're know, not
2: like just I'm just saying again, if we're talking from a completely capitalist, like only thing that matters is the money place. If people want to get grimy like that. We're not paying it back now. <laughs> We're not paying it back now. We're in default right now, every year.
0: I know I'm in default. I stopped paying.
2: I was, um, I read,
1: like, I have been reading a little bit about student loan debt, and I actually saw that it was like, um, for, it's what is it, an average of 20 years that it takes for it to be paid off? And then um, that's like an average of almost $400 a month. And then if you look at the new, I don't know if it's the new program that they're supposed to have in place for the the women in Georgia, like where they get the $500 a month. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that they state, which I've read this before, like most Americans can't afford a $400 unexpected expense. So just imagine, you know, it's $400 on average for, I mean, you know, to be paying uh, back in repayments or whatever. So I just think it's really crazy like it's, it's not making a lot of sense but another thing excuse me another thing that i read though was that um biden is not really uh well whereas he may be open to the ten thousand dollars um he's not open to uh taking off the fifty thousand. and i just think that mm-hmm. yeah, it sounds so much easier because i'm like seventy thousand 000 in so if you take off the 50 <laughs> i can see that twenty thousand. you know what i mean like I'm a
2: hundred. I might get the twenty thousand from. I'm hundred. If they take off the 50, I still got 50, but I could see <laughs> I could see that 50. right. But when you just like me
0: too. I'm, I'm like, I'm between 70 and hundred too. And that's the same thing. Because yeah, I'm telling that. you, I can stop paying. I, just, <laughs> I stopped paying. I was like, look, I'm not gonna pay y'all what y'all want. Y'all gonna keep calling me anyway. So I, know. I mean that's that's neglectful, I know, but, but not house. But
2: this is but this is why I broke it down in the beginning because what do we spend in a month, right? Like, what do we spend in a month? And what can I what could you give up out of all those things? What could you give up for your student loan payment?
0: Life. <laughs>
2: but like <laughs> you go nowhere,
0: go. you ain't gonna be able to go nowhere. <laughs> you're gonna sit down somewhere and i'll be going too much um okay so we signed a petition this petition is this petition legit well it got to be legit if you co-sign legit. it but
2: legit the aclu is uh, is our co-sponsor for this organi- for this for this action um ACLU has been around hundred years. <laughs> like,
0: you know, people it's a be full time
2: and it. legal. I mean, illegal. I didn't mean to say it isn't legit, but you know, people be like, no, illegal. yeah, but, I, but I, you know, because you know, I, I, got the org got a lawyer, but we ain't lawyers over here. Like, I, I do want to preface that, um, all of all of like the petition language, all of the executive, um, action language that has been drafted has been drafted through the ACLU. True. Um, and their civil liberties uh, division that that understands that um really it 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 would become a huge equalizer in what is possible for and the American people. I'm talking about small business loans. I'm talking about houses. I'm talking about being able to pay yours also in time to take one out for your kid. like I mean, like, realistically
0: like I'm we're
2: like to, to, to elevate and to grow for people and not talk about well i gotta not do anything fun ever or continue to owe student loan debt like that that's the choice we asking people to make and for why
0: i like how you say for why but that's true that's exactly true because it they would be like a car is a they told me one time, a car is a luxury. They literally I, told me that. I
1: just look at the fact that there's so many people that, um, you know, got degrees and they aren't working in their field or they can't get jobs in their field. You know, I, I feel like this it's even worse, you know, for those people that have to try to pay that back. And like a lot of people are working. Um. And In positions that are below them You know and then you expect for them To be able to pay that back and it's not not Guaranteed you know that you're going to go To college and actually make All this money we just kind of think that And then I feel like I mean and I'm just one of those I feel like School and college was more So pushed on us and that's just Kind of me I just feel like had I Known that I didn't have to go to College and I could have possibly still made It I wouldn't have went because it wasn't Something that was just you know, that was, I know a lot of people come from a background, whereas everybody went to college in their family. So, you know, it wasn't like that for me, but to me, I thought that was the only way out. And then I just felt like yeah. I got the short end of the
2: stick, you know? Well, I, I, I argue it was my hustle all the time. I was like, you know, if you want you could dribble, you could, you could rap, you could, you know, you a hustler. I was like, my hustle was school. Like, I was like, I was smart and smart was how I was going to get out the hood. Like, that was all oh, we signing loans. We signing loans because I'm getting out the. And <laughs> <That's laughs> so- for me, it was. But no, like at 18, I mean, and again, just for me, it's the numbers don't add up. If the if the median debt owed by Black women is thirty four thousand dollars, but the average income, I'm talking, we're talking about like median average income in America, not your friend who's doing really good on Instagram, like everybody else. Is earning between forty eight and fifty three thousand dollars gross before taxes? How you? How is it? The math not mathing. It's
0: not. I love you. She said the math is not mathing. But that's the same thing. Like for me, I don't feel like it was pushed on me. I just wanted to be. I was a first in my family. But I have a degree to, edu- to educate. I have a degree to be a teacher. I don't, I don't work in that field, but I use the tools, some of the tools, but it's still, you know, and then I was like, well, maybe I'll go teach. And then, you know, with the whole, if you go teach and you teach certain subjects, they'll give you something off. Somebody was like, no, they're not going to do that. I've heard
1: of uh, people like she mentioned earlier. I've heard people say that, you know, they found out they weren't eligible after, after so many years or whatever. I've heard other people say that. Yeah. And
0: that's what somebody told me. It was like, don't even count on that because that's that's not even real. And I was like, well, good thing I wanted to be a teacher just because I wanted to teach, you know, and I may still go and I'm really considering it. I may still go and teach, but that is so crazy because that is that is not good information. And we need to start debuggling that whole situation too, because I thought... Healthcare workers and all of that as well. But from what you're saying is there's a catch to and two on there and they don't tell you that that's what it is. My mom was going to get a parent plus loan for me, but she still owed on her student loans. So she could not get a parent plus loan for me, but I was the first one in her side of family to graduate with a high with a college degree
2: mm-hmm. when I got
0: my associates. I have my bachelor's now, but I'm saying when I got my associates, when I got my, my bachelor's suit, I was finishing, yeah. My little cousin, she got her bachelor's like right behind me, like a week after. And Boy. that's a
2: celebration. It and was it, a celebration, but then you look at all the damn day. But this I that's what I was gonna say. The fancy's point, I think I think especially for for black for black folks in America, I don't know, everybody I knew what whether whether people took the opportunity or had the opportunity or not, but it was just like, go to school and get your education, go to school and get your education, go to school. Like if it, whatever it was pushing an industry or a job on me, like just go to school and get your education and all these doors are supposed to open <laughs> and you'll figure it out. And it was like, okay, I'm going to go to school and get my education. And I think for so many of us that it was, we were the first, or we were the very few or, you know, et cetera. Or even if we were generational, I think, it it comes to the point where is our regret going to school and getting our education, or is the regret the debt? And the regret it's is the always the debt. It's and the think, like the fact that there's an American workforce that like regrets getting a higher education because it negatively impacts them later in life is literally upside down. It's like upside down of prosperity and growth and a happy society. And I think we got, it's a lot of stuff going on around us at all times, but I think to devalue or to like create this disconnect. Cause right now our nieces, our nephews, our kids, the young people in our life we like, think about that. Think about that school. Let me show you how to look at scholarships, right? Because now is because we know the burden of debt as opposed to be like, when well, you go, make sure you're living these experiences, make sure you go abroad, make sure tu- 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 you join every club. Like we're not passing on that institutional like love. Mm-hmm. We're, we're literally forced now to pass on fear because it's fear of the debt, fear of the impact of the debt.
1: It's so crazy that you say that because my daughter right now is, um, of course, looking at colleges and like she's been accepted into quite a few, but they haven't released much about financial aid. So that's really, I think, what's going to be the the deciding factor. But for me, and even with Anya just saying that about like her mom wasn't able to get a student with a parent plus loan, like that has me wondering, like, will I be able to get one for her um, because of my debt? And then I don't. um, What was I going to say? I've been trying to explain to her, like, you know, we need to be looking at it from a financial standpoint, you know, because she wants to go out of state. But to her, she's planning to go into the medical field. So there's one thing that we do know is that she intends to go into the medical field. But she's just like, well, I'm going to make the money back. So I'm not worried about it. But for me, I'm sitting over here like, oh, my God, like, I said the same know, thing thing. like I'm trying to oh tell her like,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: if you can go to a community college and get this. And, you know, she's like, no, I want to have the. The the college experience and I'm like, you know, but one thing I do like that she's doing is she's actually considering going into a program before she starts school in the fall and getting a certification so that maybe she can have a better job, you know, then, um, just working some minimum wage job or yeah. something you know when go to school yeah. yeah so i'm just praying that that works out but this is such a, a scary experience you know and just as i was looking at the numbers when i was reading i'm just like oh my goodness you know i can't even imagine i'm already talking about my seventy thousand. then i'm about to be looking at somebody else's
2: you know just <laughs> it's scary we got to put pressure we've got to add pressure tweet at him call you know like again you have the petition. I'll also um, follow up. I was looking for it, but I'll follow up with the um, find your senator, finder, um, congressman um, app so that you could put on your zip. It could tell you exactly who it is and the, the number in the office to call. But like, this is actually something we can do. This is an action. This is, I just, I, I believe it's in our power to pressure the man who we gave his job to say, you have to see us. You have to hear us.
0: So we say, call the senator. What do you tell him? So there's a
2: script. There is okay. a script. I just, I just, listen,
0: I've been I've been tempted to, and I'm like, what the hell am I tell him? Is he going, going, going to answer the phone? Yeah. yeah there's <laughs> <a script>. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I wanted to know, like, with
1: the I mean, because just yesterday uh, it was announced that you know, of course, we will be resuming um, the payments or whatever in February. So what are like the the chances now? Because you know, when I first um, I can't remember her name, I spoke with someone from your team, I was thinking, okay, we might have this, you know. And then to see that he's like, no,
2: uh, we're done with the um... moratorium. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so so the push the push has behind closed doors, the push has been for the Secretary of State to extend the moratorium one more time into sometime late next year. Ideally, they wanted it after the midterm elections. <laughs> the, secretary, <laughs> the secretary of state said no. And the president backed it, no. So payments will resume. As of right now, it looks like we lost the moratorium fight. That's why um, there's chatter all across the interwebs right now and multiple groups and, and get in where you fit in. Like find somebody because there are multiple groups and coalitions working on this right now because we are at the last stand. We know that the the payments are starting back February first. We know that the build back better bill there was there was supposed to be um debt relief in that package that is being stalled for reasons outside the three of us will ever be able to figure out. And <laughs> Um, but there is executive action that can be taken before January 31st that literally, it doesn't even clear the sheets. This is what I'm saying. That nobody got any free money is no, but it what it does is bring the debt um, to a realistic,, uh, a realistic valuation that people can pay it back. It brings millions of Americans out of debt. And it makes it realistic for those who still will owe to 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 have a reality of what they'll owe. That's
0: what my um my broker is telling me. He's like, we need them to pass this so we can. And then he was telling me about um because I went to DeVry. Should have never went to DeVry. Don't go to DeVry, y'all. Yeah. Um, because I knew I wasn't gonna be you no. Know, I went for computer programming, went one year and left. And see, they have. They have um apartments. They don't have dorms, so it's extra, extra more. Okay. <laughs> but um, and then I went to community college, and then I went to a four year. But I I totally say go to community college first, pay uh high pocket first, and then I had to pay for my last year in college because I had prolonged it so long. I ended up having to pay. Pay it because they, you know, because once you get a certain many years in college, whether they pay for it or not, honey, they're gonna make you pay for it, your own education, which was fine. I paid
2: I like it's all these catch 22s, hmm.
0: And I don't really know the, the terminology of it, but yeah, because I started college in '99, I finished my associate's in 07 and I got my bachelor's in technically, I finished my ba- all my classes in December. 16, but they don't have a a, they don't have a winter graduation, so Mm -hmm. I had to wait for spring to walk. So I technically finished college December 2016, but that last year I had to pay for it. I paid for it out of pocket, like cash, cash, cash checks, Mm -hmm. cashier's checks. I had to pay it, and thank God that I was able to. I think I was able to, because it was like, well, financially it's gonna pay only this amount, and you had to pay for that. And I was like, it uh, was like, so it's pretty much your last semester. I was like, and
2: this is you trying to better yourself. No. This is what I'm saying. Like, you know, I feel like let's deal with the, the 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 blinking red crisis in front of us. But I think my call for everyone is to imagine a government, even this government that does more, that imagines more. Because this is what I'm saying. We just, we've experienced over 800,000 deaths in this country, uh, you know, the world went virtual, but not really, and such and such, but not, like, you know, like just things are changing so rapidly. And I think if we're not imagining new systems, new structures, new way of being, that can't allow somebody to go get a two year, eighteen month, four year certificate and be like, "All right, now I want to do this with my life because I think this is what's best, and I think this is how I can best, you know, apply my skills and, you know, be a participatory member of society." If everybody is is literally afraid of debt, we're, we will be dumbed down, we That's will be really- made to be a service based industry because awesome. learning won't be valued. Right. You know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's true. Like I want your daughter to go in and do whatever she wants to do. And I want her to change. I want her to have the flexibility and the freedom to try a class and then change her major, but not have to think about because she's going to have to take three more classes. So that's going to be so much more. So, and it, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. I don't want that for her. I want her to go and figure it out.
0: And that's what you're supposed to be able to do. Right. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because I changed my major in school. Me too. <laughs> so um, is there anything that we missed that you want to make sure that you um, discuss?
2: No, I, I mean, this was, this was everything, y'all. Thank you.
0: <laughs> you was everything, honey. Anyway. <laughs> this was
2: everything. Like, this is the work for me, I think. Is, is being able to talk to all the all different types of audiences and touch people everywhere because this is an issue that affects so many folks. Even if not you directly, you know somebody right. who owns student loan debt. That's just the reality. And so at this point, um, and I I want to bring the conversation out in the open and talk about what the possibility is for change. Like I I, I I'm I feel really bad for moms with young kids right now who get in this letter and figuring out Christmas. Like, what you, what you mean? You coming back? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like in a time where ain't enough, like, you know, you paying extra for the toy cause ain't enough toys in the shop. Like it's just, again, it's the compounded, it's the compounded things
0: mm-hmm. for me
2: that is just like, I I don't believe that our government sees us as whole people, and you know, yes, that's that's tongue in cheek, you know, as mm-hmm. as considered three fifths a citizen previously, but even right now, what, as is, is when you say you see me as a whole person, do you do you see us? Because it's it's just not adding up with lived experiences and people's stories and the numbers, right with the policy and the actions that are being taken.
0: Okay. Well, if to find out more information and to follow and to join efforts with please um, the email the the website is 1kwomenstrong.com seriously that you Normally, I spell it out. No need to. You not spell strong in women. It's 1kwomenstrong.com. IG is 1kwomenstrong. We're going to have to do a, um, Fancy, we got to talk about it. Maybe we can do like a, um, some type of effort. Let's like- do something in
2: January. Building up to this. Let's do something. We got to talk to the people.
0: We got to see because we're off in January. So we have to, if it's going to be January, we got to figure out how that looks. So mm-hmm. I'll be in touch. I have all your information. I'm, I'm I normally do all the correspondence in the emails. Perfect. Perfect. Um, I'll send you something. Me and her talk, figure out life. Let me get through this week. Yeah. <laughs> I say, I say, I say, I say, mm-hmm. I say. Because um, my father's funeral is Tuesday. So
2: oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry for your losses. Thank you. Thank you. But celebrate he- his life. Uh, exactly
0: exactly let me get through that and then i'll start sending out emails and act right so we so appreciate you for coming on today giving us all this information your energy just everything it was just everything i was like i'm going i'm doing my job i was like (laughs) business still goes on plus i had a good day um fancy put it in the comments www.cancel50kstudent.org Y'all sign up, join that petition. I'm going to be joining that petition and let's go. Thank you again for joining us and we're going to see you later.
2: Thank you. Have a happy holidays, y'all. Thank you so you much. Too. You too. Thank Bye. You.
0: That, was good. Yeah. that was good. We're going to have to do it put it together but i ain't thinking about talking about anything other than getting this done and everything until next week um i should be on next tuesday that's the goal even though the funeral is tuesday okay do we have we have a Mm guest um
1: well, if not, then, you know, I'm going to switch the format and show up if you can't make it. Because we we'll understand. I'll probably just, if it has to be me and the guest, then I might need to move the time up. But,
0: yeah. Yeah, I'm about to tell you who the guest is in two seconds. I'm um, going to tell y'all who the guest is. I think I just remembered. It is, um, boom, boom. oh, we'll be talking about vaccines, variants. We'll be talking about COVID vaccine, um, variants, vaccines, and boosters. Okay. That's what the conversation is. It is my goal to be on. I should be able to be on, but who knows what's going to be going on. So um, if there's a change in everything, just look at the Swagger page. Look at our pages, and we'll show you any changes that are being made. Today, I have on one of my friends' shirt Brickley. He's been on the show. I don't feel like standing up. Oh, okay. um, I went ran errands and everything um, in this today. I had my mammogram, I told y'all. So make sure y'all go out and get your all mammograms. I didn't realize it's every year at the 40. It's every year. It's not. I thought it was like every three years, or five years. No, it's every year. Um, I didn't realize that either. So if it's going to be on the 14th, I'll forever remember my father passed away the day before my mammogram my mammograms. <laughs> so if I ever try to forget, I'm not going to be able to forget. Um, you can find me, ladyceo.com, ladywithaniceo.com. If you want to email me, it's arnya at ladyceo.com.
1: And um, you can find me on all platforms as Fancy Swagger. Everything pertaining to Swagger Magazine um, is Swagger Magazine. And our website, of course, is swagger.net. And uh Yeah. I think that's everything. All right.
0: We're going to see y'all later. Peace and blessings. Bye.